Good morning, everyone. I hope you're all well. My name's Steve Shuttleworth, and I'm a reader here at Transform Witness. And this morning, I'd like to share with you a lockdown lesson that I've been learning over the last few months. If you're watching this on Sunday, well, Sunday's a very important day for two reasons. Firstly, today could be the first day in 30 years that Liverpool win the championship, or the Premier League as it's called now. 1989, 90 season was the last time Liverpool won it. Now, as an Everton fan, I'm not particularly bothered, but I have to say Liverpool have been the best team this season and thoroughly deserved to win the league. However, just to remind you, Liverpool are playing Everton today at Goodison Park. And the last thing I want is for Liverpool to beat Everton to win the league. So let's just get that out of the way and make that clear. And the second reason why today is a special day is because if you're a dad, today is Father's Day. So many happy returns for Father's Day. My eldest daughter, Rachel, lives in Birmingham and she sent me a present. And I'm really, really excited. It was about two weeks ago it arrived and it's been sat in our bedroom and I've not been able to open it. So what I'm going to do now before your very eyes is open the presents. I'm really excited because by nature, I'm not a very patient man. Let's see what's in here. Yep, nice bag, nice bag, witness bag. Oh, here we go. Oh, what have we got here? Here we go. Oh, a T-shirt, I think. Yeah, T-shirt. Very nice. What size is it? Let's check the size first of all. What does it say on the label? Double extra large. Excellent, excellent. That'll go over the tummy quite nicely. Nice colour, blue. Helen always says blue suits me. Oh, hang on. There's something else in here. <gasps> it's not off Rachel I've just realised these are the print cartridges he ordered last week and I thought it was another present no well never mind so the lesson I've been learning over the last three months in lockdown is patience and as I said with that present there I've been really excited and really wanting to open it and Two weeks, can't wait, can't wait. I'm not a very patient person. My natural state is not one of patience. If anyone wants to check that with Helen, feel free. Waiting to open a gift is one thing that we can be impatient about. But if you're like me, there's probably lots and lots of things that you're impatient about. If you're a Liverpool fan, you've been waiting 33, 30 years to win the championship. If you're an Everton fan like me, you've been waiting 33 years. I want to pose you a question. Just have a think about this. What things are you impatient about at the moment?
Well, I wonder what you came up with. What are you impatient about right now in your life? Perhaps you're currently shielding and it's the frustration of not being able to get out of the house. Or perhaps you're missing your friends at work because you've been furloughed. You might be desperate to visit your family, to go into their homes or for them to come to your house. I know we're missing our kids and the grandkids and Helen's mum. They always come around for Sunday dinner, so we're missing all that. Maybe you've been ill or maybe you are ill and you're waiting to get better. Or perhaps you're undergoing some tests at the moment. And you're worried as you wait for the results. Whatever it is you're waiting for, impatience is a common feeling. And you're not alone if you suffer from it. Take it from me. What does the dictionary say patience is? Well, this is one definition in the dictionary. They say it's a noun, and it means the capacity to accept or tolerate delay, problems or suffering without becoming annoyed or anxious. It's a pretty tall order, that, isn't it? Let's just read that again. So, patience is the capacity to accept or tolerate delay, problems or suffering without becoming annoyed or anxious. So patience isn't just about waiting. It's about how we wait. The Christian author Joyce Mayer wrote, Patience is not the ability to wait, but the ability to keep a good attitude while waiting. Patience is something we try and teach our children but it can only be taught in part. I remember my nan teaching me the card game Patience when I was very young. Some of you may know the game by the name of Solitaire. And if you're as old as I am and you remember the first PCs coming into the world in the 1980s, Solitaire was a game that you played on the computer to uh, practice using the mouse. The game was named Patience because you had to be very, very patient to put the cards in order of the four suits. But the ability to do that wasn't a skill. It was controlled by the order that the cards came out in as you dealt them. As I say, it had nothing to do with skill. I remember when my nan wasn't looking. I cheated. So instead of counting three cards, I'd see the king was there. I'd go one, two, and take the king. And sometimes when it wasn't working out, I'd get so frustrated that all the cards ended up on the floor. I'm sure I wasn't the only one who cheated when they played patience. Also, you may have heard the, uh, the saying, patience is a virtue. And when we're frustrated that something's taking too long, someone always seems to uh, blurt that one out, don't they? Patience is a virtue. 
We live in an age of instant information where we can find out nearly anything that we want to know simply by the click of the must of a button on the internet. So while the world is moving around as ever faster, and we see that patience is in short, such short supply, we should also recognise that possessing patience is a good thing. But does the quote, patience is a virtue, come from the Bible? The simple answer is, no, it doesn't. It actually comes from a 14th century poem called Piers Plowman, written by William Langland. However, it's believed that that poem was very strongly influenced by Christian teaching. So, what does the Bible say about patience? Well, actually, it's got quite a lot to say about patience. But today, I just want to look at two passages that have spoken to me, and I hope will speak to you, and also will be of a help to you. For my first lockdown lesson about patience, we're going to look at the story of Abraham, the father of many nations. If we go back to the first book of the, the Bible in the Old Testament, Genesis, and you go to chapter 12, verses 1 to 3, we see God making a promise to Abraham. These are the words. The Lord had said to Abram, Go from your country, your people, and your father's household to the land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation, and I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you, I will curse. And all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. God's promising Abraham that he would be the father of many nations. But when this promise was first given to Abraham, him and his wife Sarah didn't have any children, so he couldn't see how this could be possible. But God continued to restate his promise to Abraham throughout the years. Later in Genesis, in chapter 15, verses 4 and 6, we read, Then the word of the Lord came to him, This man will not be your heir, but a son who is your own flesh and blood will be your heir. He took him outside and said, Look up at the sky. Count the stars, if indeed you can count them. Then he said, so shall your offspring be. Further on in Genesis 17, verses 6 to 7, we read, I will make you very fruitful. I will make nations of you and kings will come from you. I will establish my covenants as an everlasting covenant between me 
and you and your descendants after you and the generations to come to be your God and the God of your descendants. Still no children. But finally, when Abraham was a hundred and Sarah, his wife, was 90 years old, God gave them their son, Isaac. Though he took years and years of patient waiting on their part, they both received the promise of God. The book of Hebrews says this about Abraham. And so, after he patiently waited, he endured and he obtained the promise. All those years Abraham had been believing God's promise of him being the father of a great nation. I'm sure there were times when he began to doubt when he didn't have a child. And he even went to the extent of his wife encouraging him to have a a child by her maidservant. So what lesson have I learned from that story of Abraham? Well, the lesson I've learned is that God keeps his promises. God keeps his promises. Even though the timescales don't always match my timescales, and even when he says something that seems impossible to me, I've learned to carry on believing. And I've learned to trust that he will do what he says he will do. At the moment, an example of this in my life is all this building work down at St. Paul's. At the moment, we seem to be in a season of design and redesign, of planning, and planning down to a really detailed level about millimetres here and millimetres there. And to be honest with you, at times, I feel like nothing's happening. We're just going around in circles. And I think to myself, when on earth is this underfloor heating going to get installed? I get impatient. I want to see things happen now, right before my very eyes. Come on, lads, let's get this job done. That's how I feel. Also, we're obviously trying to raise the money to complete all the work. And sometimes when I look at the numbers on the spreadsheets, I'm frightened. And I think to myself, where's the money coming from? But then I remember Abraham's story. And God keeps his promises. And then my anxiety levels drop a little. And I just have to commit it to God. I just have to say to God, Lord, I place my trust in you. Hand my worries over to you. Thank you for what you've done so far. And I trust that you will provide for what's to come. So that's my first lesson. God keeps his promises. My second lockdown lesson surrounding patience um, comes from a piece of scripture in the New Testament. And it's taken from Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 to 23. 
But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. I mentioned earlier about trying to teach our children patience, and that in itself is a good thing. But sometimes we have patience forced upon us. A typical example is now during lockdown. We're restricted in what we can do. The last three months, we've not been able to do what we normally do. We've been stopped doing certain things. Some of you have been stuck at home and it must seem like an eternity. Our normal way of life has changed. And in some ways, the only thing we can be is patient. What other option is there? So to a certain extent, in, in the last few months, I think I've become more patient simply because I've not had a choice. I've had to accept the lockdown conditions for what they are. I keep them because I believe it's helping other people stay safe and prevents them from catching this dreadful disease. However, that passage from Galatians isn't talking about learned patience, the lessons that we learn in life to be patient, and it's not talking about a forced, imposed patience. St. Paul, when he writes these words, is ta- isn't talking about a human thing. He's actually talking about a supernatural thing, a God-given thing. He's talking about the work of the Holy Spirit and how it can change our lives. Now, pardon my pronunciation here, but the Greek word used for patience in this passage is macrothemia. Macrothemia. And it can be defined as long-suffering with others. So that word, macrothemia, speaks of love and also forgiveness. Now, were ever heard talk about love and forgiveness before? Oh, well, of course, it's God, isn't it? We see this in God's love for us. We see it in Jesus and the sacrifice that he made for each one of us by dying on the cross in our place. God never gives up on us. Craig touched on this last week. God loves us as his children, and his love is so patient that despite all our faults, despite all our brokenness, despite ourselves, He still loves us and patiently waits for us to ask him into our lives. 
But the other amazing thing is, is that patience is something that the Holy Spirit gives to us. It's an outpouring of God's love. And Jesus wants us to show that patience to one another. Let's be honest, showing patience to one another is a real challenge. I think it's a real challenge for each one of us. But when we do show patience to others, then we're showing the love of Jesus to others. So, today, take heart when you feel that you're getting impatient about waiting for something to happen. Remember that God keeps his promises, no matter how long it takes. Also, be patient with one another. Because in being patient with each other, that's God's love in action. By doing that, we're showing others just a fraction, just a tiny, tiny amount of the unlimited amount of love that God has for all of us. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you for loving us so much that you gave your life for us. We thank you for your never-ending patience. And we ask you to help us to be patient in times of trouble. Allow the Holy Spirit to work freely in each of our lives so that we will have patience with one another and in doing so, show others your life-changing love. Amen.